What is going on? Thank you so much for joining the J Makwapa podcast. This is the fuel to your faith and the death to your doubts. I hope you enjoy this message. Let's get into it. Hey, what is up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining the J Makopo podcast. You guys are amazing. This is episode number 21 episode 21 and i'm so glad that you are here so if you are here for the very first time i need to give you an extra immersive for the people who are always watching guys thank you so much i appreciate you for always you know caring and loving and supporting me i need to give you guys an extra immersive oh yes um but you know what we do every week every single week i need to show love to the people who took time out just to shout out the podcast online yes you guys are the most amazing people so i just need to make sure that i give you guys some time uh or just express my gratitude to you guys so number one is siabonga damani here is your extra immersive uh manzini here is your extra immersive and then also konaze zwane here is your extra immersive guys thank you so much for taking time out just to share about the podcast i just want to make it once again super clear that the way that you get an extra immersive is not by sharing the posts that i do but actually sharing maybe a screenshot of uh, youtube spotify on apple podcasts or on google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to the actual podcast not just posts on my social media but thank you so much guys you guys are amazing we're going to get into the message right now we're not going to take too much time we're going to run straight into it now to be honest with you uh preparing this message i almost didn't want to speak on this message because it was confronting things in me that i was like oh god why do you want me to speak on this um it's a good message it's it's the center of our belief but you know to be honest it makes us uncomfortable and what am i talking about i'm speaking about forgiveness the title of this message and of this podcast is called do are you struggling to forgive are you struggling to forgive and the truth is most of us there's an area in our life that we are struggling to forgive there's a person that we are struggling to forgive there's something that's happened that we are struggling to forgive and we're gonna get through this uh, message i'm praying that it's gonna help you on your journey to forgive as you struggle to forgive so let's close our eyes and we're going to get into this god we come before you we thank you so much for your word we pray my god may we be able to apply it we pray may we live by it give us strength and give us grace that we would learn how to forgive so amen (laughs) amen weird way to end a prayer so um are you struggling to forgive again i'm saying most of us are struggling there's a place in our life uh there are areas in our lives that we say things have happened to us people have said things people have done things and when we think back on it if we are honest with ourselves that we are still on a journey of forgiveness we are still on a journey of getting to a place where we truly forgive now in the bible it's in matthew chapter 18 verse 21 to 22 peter came to jesus and asked lord how many times shall shall i forgive my brother or sister who sins against me up to seven times jesus answered i tell you not seven times but 77 times now in those days the rabbis would teach that if you forgive someone three times that you've done this super holy thing like you are wow you have forgiven you are a holy person three times that's a lot so when peter was coming to jesus and saying seven times peter thought you know what i'm stretching myself you know i'm going beyond the limit i'm going beyond what is normal when i say seven times but jesus even looks at him and says peter what do you think 
think is the limit, what you think is too far, what you think is great, God says, push your forgiveness levels even further. You need to be more of a forgiving person than you already are. Now, that would make you uncomfortable and that makes me uncomfortable. That God, you know, sometimes you will even say that you have a line. There are things that you can't go beyond, right? I can't forgive certain things. I can forgive these, but I can't forgive those. And that's the thing with humans. We have degrees of forgiveness. Like if you don't reply to me on social media, okay, I can forgive you. Um, if you don't come to my party, okay, I can forgive you. But we have the bigger things that it's harder for us to forgive. Like if someone cheats on you in a relationship, if somebody steals from you, if somebody hurts you, it's harder to forgive those things. But regardless of what has happened to us, the Bible still calls us to go on a journey of truly forgiving. Now, can somebody say, ouch, because that's not nice. Um, that is hard, but that's, again, like I'm saying, that is the, the, the center of your belief as a Christian, is love and forgiveness. There's a story um, of this married couple that they wanted to make their wedding cake have a Bible verse on it. So they went to the bakery and they told the baker, look, we need you to put this verse, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, on the cake. And this verse says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Oh, what an amazing verse to put on a, on a cake. He says, okay, we want to put that verse on the cake. So they went away. Uh, the baker went to make the cake. He wrote the message on the cake. On the wedding day, um, they revealed the cake in front of everyone. It was covered. So they revealed the cake in front of everyone. But the baker didn't hear correctly. They said they wanted 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. But the baker heard John chapter 4 verse 18 and John chapter 4 verse 18 this is what it says it says for you have had five husbands and the one now that you have is not your husband <laughs> imagine at a wedding everybody's watching you're like everybody was like what is going on like is this is someone attacking is someone trying to attack this marriage but the baker made a mistake and there are moments like that there are big moments that will happen in your life that you would trust someone with something and they can let you down and it can be hard for you to forgive those people you know the truth is forgiveness is unnatural it's not a normal thing for you to say you want to forgive so god is not calling you to live in the natural god is not calling you to live the normal way god is not calling you to be the expected person that everyone is god calls you to step into something that is supernatural something that is different when he calls you to be a person of forgiveness you know when i was a kid i, I would i would always find it strange when i was i would drink juice and then i would spill it and my mother would go quickly to clean the mess and I would spill juice every time she would come quickly and like get something clean the mess um and I, sometimes uh, I would look at her and say, what's going on? Why are you rushing so fast? And she would say, if you leave the mess for too long, it's going to be harder for it to come out of the carpet. If you leave the mess for too long, it's going to be harder for you to take it and clean it out of the, the carpet. And that's the same thing with forgiveness. On your journey of forgiveness, you need to come to a place where you understand forgiveness is a decision and do your best to try to get forgiveness to happen in your heart sooner than 
later. Because the longer you leave the offense, the longer you leave the pain, the longer you leave the memory to remain in your heart, it's going to be harder for you to get over it. It's going to be way more of a challenge for you to get over what has happened to you. So try to forgive faster because you know what a grudge does. When you hold into what has happened, you hold into a grudge and grudges are poison to you. Every time you hold a grudge against someone because something has happened, that is just going to poison your heart. It's going to destroy your emotions. It's going to destroy you. It's not going to destroy what has happened. It's not going to destroy the person who hurt you. When you hold a grudge, it is going to destroy you. So I want us to go through uh, this passage that I'm going to read right now. And I want to give you prayers to pray on your struggle to forgiveness. Again, I ask you, are you struggling to forgive? I know the answer is yes. I know there's things that have happened and you're struggling and you're struggling to truly get over it, to truly get over it. You know what you will usually do? I know that you'll usually try to just forget about it. You'll usually try to cover it up. But I want us to get to a place where, where we actually have come to a place of forgiveness. So I'm going to give you prayers to pray in your, in your personal time. But let's read the passage in scripture first. It is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 to 21. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you may be rooted and established in love, um, may have power uh, together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ and to know that this love surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than what we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Number one in this passage, the first prayer I want you to pray to God on your struggle to forgive is say, God, strengthen me on my inner man. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power, with his spirit in your inner man, on the inside, because forgiveness, it starts on the inside of you. If you're going to forgive someone, it's going to start on the inside of you. But the truth is we are weak. We've been hurt, we've, been, we've felt pain, and we have limitations. So we are weak to forgive because the truth is, you know what? Forgiving takes strength. Only the strongest people can truly forgive. Uh, holding on to grudges is not strength, it's weakness. Holding on to anger is weakness. Holding on to the past is weakness. It's, it's, you're, you're staying in a place of weakness. But when you forgive, it's when you are stepping into a place of faith. I want to encourage you, of, of faith and strength. So you pray to God, say this prayer, God, strengthen me on the inner man. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? You know what your heart is going to do to you? On your struggle to forgive. It's going to lie to you. The Bible says that your heart is deceitful. Have you ever been through a time when you've said, okay, I forgive this person. But then when that person, you say, okay, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them. And then when you see the person, you become upset. When you see the person, you become, you know, your emotions are affected. It's because your heart has lied to you. Your heart told you that you have forgiven, but you haven't truly forgiven. Your heart is deceiving you. And the Bible says that sometimes we don't even know how much, how deceitful our heart is. So then we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. This is why the word says, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says, Therefore do not lose heart, but though your outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. So we pray and say, God, renew me day by day. Strengthen me on the inside. God, on my, on my journey to forgive, strengthen me on the inside, God. Strengthen me. I'm weak. I'm not strong. In, in um, uh, some African languages, uh, in Stwana, uh, I know particularly, uh, when you translate the saying uh, directly in English, people say, I have a small heart. I have a small heart. Uh, it means that my heart is weak. My heart is vulnerable. So um, 
This is why we say this prayer, God, strengthen me on the inside because I have a small heart. I need strength because I'm weak. That's the prayer number one, you pray on your struggle to forgiveness. Number two, pray that you would be rooted in love. Ephesians chapter three, verse 17 says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and established in love. May you be rooted and established in love. You know what I like about this? The Bible says you must be rooted in love. Uh, when any plant is is rooted in anything it means that is where it is drawing its strength it is drawing its minerals from something where your roots are is where you draw your strength now again i know that you have um, a limit of your love you have a limit to your forgiveness i know uh, me too you have a limit to how far you can forgive and and, and sometimes even that love it can it can go down like it, it it's like your your supply of love your supply of forgiveness is going down so this is why the bible says may your roots be um connected to the unlimited supply of love and that is in god so that is the second prayer you pray say god may i be rooted help me be rooted in love because we know that we are we struggle to forgive and our love supply is limited. I hope that this is encouraging, encouraging you. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 to 8. It says, if I speak in the tongue of men and angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I have the gift and if I have, if I give all I have and I, if I give all my possessions to the poor and I give my body to the hardships so, so that I can uh, boast, but do not have love, I am nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not deli delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It pr always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always pre preserves, uh, perseveres, sorry. Love never fails, but where there is prophecies, they will decease. Where there is tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. The Bible says that love is everything. If you don't have love, you have nothing. The Bible says oh, prophecy, preaching, praying in tongues, all those things will pass away, but love will last forever. So the Bible says that, so this is why the Bible says you must be rooted in love because love doesn't change. Love isn't going anywhere. Love is our answer. Love is our message. So say this prayer just generally in your life, not only connected to forgiveness, but as your lifestyle, may you be rooted in love. The next thing I need you to pray in your struggle to forgiveness, again, I'm asking you, are you struggling to forgive if you are say these prayers number one i said is that we pray um that we be strengthened on the inner man number two be rooted in love number three that you may grasp the love of god grasp the love of god in ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 it says may um, uh, that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep the love of God is. You know, one of the reasons why you struggle to forgive is because you don't really understand the love of God. You, you are struggling to grasp the love that has been shown to you. So when you understand what love is, when you understand the love that God has, it'll be easier for you to imitate it. But when you don't understand it, when you don't grasp it in your mind, then it's going to be a hard thing for you to show the love to others 
others. The Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 16, a famous verse that we all speak about that expresses God's love. It says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now check this out. The Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave. The whole message is forgiveness. He forgave for God so loved the world that he gave. Now I'm saying grasp the love of God because between the for and the gave in his forgiveness when he forgave us in the middle is a love for God so loved the world that he gave in the middle of forgiveness is always love so the prayer you must pray in your struggle to forgive is say God may I grasp your love God may I understand what how much love you have and what true love is don't define love by what you see on earth define love by how God defines love because God is love God is the purest version of love you know we often will have a love that is all about I, I once I watched a video where someone said a lot of humans how we define love is being loved you define love by being loved but you don't define love by loving we often say, what is love? Love is the emotions, is what you are receiving in love. But often you don't describe love as what you have to give, your responsibilities in love. And God shows us these things that he gave, he gave, he forgave. Forgiveness is love, but we need to understand this. Romans chapter 8 verse 37 to 30, 39, it says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither presence, nor future or any powers neither height nor depth or anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus the love of God that's in Christ Jesus they're all these things that have the opportunity to separate you but the Bible says that nothing can separate us from true love love will always win love will always conquer if it is true love and, and, and this is the core of forgiveness if you can understand what kind of a love God has shown you and what kind of a love that God calls you to have for others, then you will understand how to forgive, how to forgive. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 5, it says, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, he's rich in mercy, he gave us <clears throat> made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. The, the word grace means it is something you don't deserve. And sometimes in your journey of forgiveness, as you are struggling to forgive, you must understand that what you are doing and what you are giving to the person who has done something wrong to you, you are giving them something they don't deserve. You're, you are giving them grace, but it's not so much about them, but it's about what God has shown you. It is what God is doing in your heart. God has given you grace and he has grace you to forgive so that now you can forgive so it's not about the person deserving and this is what I want to help you with when you forgive someone it's not because they deserve it it's not because that they are this awesome person but it's because of what God has shown you you know what grace is you ha you have experienced grace so now you know how to give it but this prayer is saying God help me to grasp and to understand what true forgiveness is all about um Next thing, next prayer I want you to pray is to say, God, fill me with you. In Ephesians, the book of uh, three, cha Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, it says, And you know this love 
that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of the fullness of God. Say, I, God, I pray that you would fill me with yourself. So, so in your, your struggle to forgive, if there's an area in your life that you know I'm struggling to forgive, you need to make sure that in your lifestyle you're filling yourself with God. Again, I want to ask you, what are you filling yourself with? I, I ask these questions a lot of times uh, in many different sermons. What are you filled with? Are you filling yourself with Netflix, with YouTube, with Instagram, with all these sort of things? Or are you taking time to make sure that you are actually filling yourself with God? Because when you are empty of God or when your supply or your intake of God is limited or it's low, you are always going to struggle. Your, your struggle to forgive is going to be so much worse. It's going to be worse. Like it's going to be hard to forgive because you are not full of God. So make sure that your time reading God's word is real. Make sure that your time praying is real. Make sure that you are committed to your church. Make sure that you are making sure that you are... And you know what? To be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on the right track because you are listening to God's word. So you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing um, as you are struggling to forgive, as you're on the struggle of figuring out how are you going to forgive the situation. You're on the right track because you're listening to God's word. But come on, don't just listen to it. Read it yourself and take time in prayer. What are you filled with? What are you filled with? Ephesians chapter 5 or 16 says, do not be drunk on wine which leads to debauchery but instead be filled with the holy spirit be filled with the holy spirit i want to go a little bit deeper you so so those are the prayers you pray those please pray those prayers pray those prayers i want to go through them one more time it says god strengthen me on the inner man so that i'll be able to forgive god may i be rooted in love because i'm struggling to forgive god may i grasp your love may i understand your love because i'm struggling to forgive god i pray may i be filled with you as i struggle to forgive so now I'm going to go a bit deeper. I want to read this verse. Can I go deeper? Come on, let me know. Can I go deeper? Can I go deeper? <laughs> uh, Matthew chapter 7 verse 3, it says, Why do you look at the speck of dust in your brother's eye, but pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Jesus comes and he confronts people and he confronts us and says, Why do you pay attention to the speck in someone else's eye, but you don't pay attention to the, the plank in your own eye? So what God is simply saying that sometimes you will be pointing out how someone has hurt you, how someone has forgiven has has offended you but you are missing the fact that maybe you have offended someone too you, you are thinking about how you are have sleepless nights about how someone has done something to you but there could be someone in your life who has sleepless nights about something you have said and maybe you are unaware of it you're unaware of how you've hurt people too and you are in the same boat as the person who has hurt you in one way or another why do you pay attention to the speck of dust in someone else's eye but you are missing the fact that you need forgiveness too you have hurt people you have needed forgiveness and maybe you haven't even asked for forgiveness you just left the situation and said hi that person will deal with will, will deal with their own emotions by themselves you are in the same boat why do you pay attention to what someone has done to you but you're not paying attention to the fact that you have hurt someone else too and the bible says jesus i like how jesus uses a plank now a plank imagine a plank is in someone's eye ne? the people who are going to be most affected by a plank imagine a plank is in my eye now it's this big thing ne? the people who are going to be affected by the plank are the closest people to me a thing that you must understand with forgiveness the journey of forgiveness is usually going to happen the most with the people who are closest to you the people who are closest in your life are the people usually that you are going to have to forgive give the most why because all of us have a plank in our eyes the truth is you have a plank in your eye and you are going to need forgiveness too so what happens what happens often is people miss the fact that hey I need forgiveness. You need forgiveness. You miss the point often that, hey, you need forgiveness. You need to be forgiven. So you pay attention to the plank in someone's eye, but you miss your own plank. And now, like I was saying, the people who are going to be 
affected by the plank in your eye are the people who are closest to you. And you must understand that, that um, the people who are closest to you, we usually think the people who are closest to me must make me feel the most safe. The people who are closest to me must, must uh, take care of me. But it's usually the people who are closest to you, they are plank. The plank in the, pe- in the people who are closest to you's eyes are going to affect you the most. And your plank is going to hurt the people who are closest to you too. So the people who are closest to you in your life are usually the people who you will have to forgive the most. The people who are closest to you are usually the people who you'll have to forgive the most because they have planks in their eye and their brokenness is going gonna to hurt you. Their brokenness is going to affect you. But guess what? The people who are closest to you too are the people who are going to have to forgive you the most because you have your shortcomings, you have your weaknesses and they are going to hurt other people too. So don't be like this person who Jesus is speaking about and confronting. He says, don't pay attention purely to how other people have hurt you, but pay attention to the fact that you have have your own issues you have things that you need to deal with too um i hope uh this is encouraging you again remember uh, there was a time when i spoke about um a story the bible tells us a story in um the book of john chapter 8 verse 1 where a woman is caught in adultery a woman is caught in adultery and um they bring her to jesus now in this story there is the accusers there is the forgiver and there's the forgiven they are the accusers there is the forgiver and there's the forgiven. Now the accusers bring this lady who was caught in adultery. She was caught in the act, and they and they try to tear her down. They say, "Let's let's punish her. Let's let's humiliate her." And that's what the accuser is going to do. The enemy in your life, the enemy, Satan. What the enemy is going to do when you make mistakes, when you have shortcomings, the enemy is going to come in your ear. He's going to lie to you and begin to try to tear you down and tell you you're worthless and say that you were immoral, say you failed, you messed up. The enemy is going to come and try to tear you down. So please don't believe the lies of the enemy. When the enemy wants to make you feel uh, broken because of your past and because of your sin and because of your mistakes, don't let the enemy destroy you because of your past. Understand that that is the job of the accuser. Do you know what the enemy is going to also try to do? The enemy is going to try to get you to disqualify yourself. The enemy cannot disqualify you from the calling over your life. The only person who can disqualify you from the calling over your life is you or God. And generally, God God will not come out and, and disqualify you unless you have outright, outrightly rejected God. But usually the people who disqualify themselves from what God has called them to is yourself, is the people themselves who disqualify themselves. So the enemy will give you a lie in your head so that you must disqualify yourself from being who God's called you to be. So don't believe the lie of the accusers. But I want to tell you also another thing. Don't be an accuser. Don't be someone who brings up the shortcomings of other people. Don't be someone who calls out people and begins to say, hey, you are a this, you are a this because you've done this, you've done that. Please, please don't be an accuser. Instead, rather pray for people when they fall, when they make mistakes and when they sin. So the next people, the next person we see in the story is we see the accusers, but then we see the forgiver. We see Jesus. Now, when people said they wanted to, de- to s- destroy this woman who was caught in adultery, what Jesus says is, he says, if you have not sinned, 
the one who was not sent, throw the first stone. Because they wanted to throw stones at her and stone her and kill her. So Jesus says, no, the one who has not sinned, throw the first stone. You know what Jesus was saying simply? The forgiver was reminding everyone else that you need to be forgiven. You yourself need to be forgiven. And you, have, you are not in the place to judge anyone if you need to be forgiven. You are not in the place to try and punish anyone if you yourself need to be punished or if someone forgave you at some point. So this is something about forgiveness that you need to understand for yourself too, is that Jesus is the forgiver. He is the one who forgives. But you must also remind yourself that, hey, you have been in a place where you have needed forgiveness. So when someone has heard to you, I know it's hard. I know that you struggle to forgive, but you have to come to a reality and, and, hum and find humility on the inside of you so that you will be able to forgive someone because you know that you were in that same place. So let me give you points, um, steps of forgiveness, actual steps to forgive. Number one, number one, if you are struggling to forgive, are you struggling to forgive? I know you are. Are you struggling to forgive? If you're struggling to forgive, these are the steps uh, of forgiveness in action. Number one, pray for the person. The person who's hurt you, pray for them. Just pray for them. Just pray for them. I, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But the person who has harmed you, the person who has uh, bro brought brokenness into your life, pray for them. Just pray for them. Say, God, whatever is going on in their brokenness, the evil that comes over their lives, pray for them. Pray for them. Number two, stop talking about them. Number one, pray for them. Number two, stop talking about them. Stop talking about what they did. Stop talking about how bad they are. Stop talking about, you know, their shortcomings. Just stop talking about them. Number three is believe the best for them. I'm not saying be invested in their life. I'm not saying really be involved and try to find out what's happening in their life, but simply just believe the best for the person who may have offended you. And number four, be good to them. Those are the steps of forgiveness, steps you can take on your struggle to forgiveness. Because sometimes you ask yourself, how do I sometimes the struggle of forgiveness is how do I forgive this? Number one, pray for them. Number two, stop talking about them. Number three, believe the best for them. Believe that God would correct them. Believe that they would find healing. Believe that they would change. And number four is be good to them. If they're in your life, if they're around you, be good to them. I'm not saying be overly, you know, go over the top, but just be good to them. And those are steps towards forgiveness. But what stops forgiveness? What will stop you on your journey of forgiveness? What will stop you from getting to forgiveness? Number one is pride. Pride. You know, some people say, no, I want the person to, you, you can often say that you want the person to come to you. You, will, you can say you want the person to come to you to forgive you. They must come to you. They must come to you. They must say, I'm sorry. Pride is not is going to stop you from your journey of forgiveness. Sometimes you just need to put your pride aside. Selfishness. When you make it all about you. You know, sometimes you need to just realize that sometimes that person is going through things. That person has issues. That person, you don't know what that person has been through, which is the reason for them to do what they are doing. So selfishness will always stop you from, um, from forgiving. And the other thing is uh, opinions from others, opinions of others. When you begin to take in gossip and you're beginning to listen to gossip and you talk about things and then you take, you know what you can often do which will affect your, your journey of forgiveness is when you tell someone, hey, this person did something to me, this person said this about me, this person did this, this person did that and then now you're beginning to take in what people are saying. That is going to stop you on your journey of forgiveness. You know, again, like I'm speaking about this woman who was caught in adultery. There's the accuser. There is the forgiver who is Jesus. Um, you know what, what happens with a lot of us is that we forget, we forget that we have been forgiven. A lot of us forget that we have been forgiven. 
you forget that, hey, you were forgiven. Now, I want to read this, this passage, which is very confrontational uh, as we're getting closer to the end of this, this message. Um, it, it's, it's just crazy. Um, so, but don't forget that you have been forgiven. Don't forget that how much Jesus has done for you when you see people hurt you. Because you know what? When we have to forgive, that is a time when we really realize who God is and what he's done for us. So Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35, it says, Then, um, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother who, or sister who has sinned against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And Jesus then begins to explain um, the kingdom of God, who we are to be as Christians and and, and describes forgiveness between us and God and us and others. So it says, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. As he began to uh, the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had to be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. He said, Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master looked at him with pity and canceled the debt and let him go. But when that same servant went out, that same servant went out and he found that his fellow servants had owed him a hundred silver coins, he grabbed him and began to choke him. The one who just got forgiveness saw someone who needed to, to, to pay him and because he, the someone owed him and he grabbed that person by the throat and choked him and said, pay back what you owe me. He demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees. He did the same thing and begged, be patient with me. I will pay it back. But that same guy refused and instead, um, instead he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the servants saw what happened, they were outraged and they went to tell the master what happened. Then the master called in that servant and said, you wicked servant, I canceled the debt of yours and that you begged me to do. You shouldn't, shouldn't you have had mercy and for your fellow servant, just as I had mercy for you. In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back what he owed. This is how my father in heaven will treat you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Can somebody say, ouch? Can somebody say, ouch? That hurts. That hurts so much. The Bible says that the... the our relationship with God is, the Bible is reminding us that you have been forgiven. And if you don't forgive someone, then God will treat you the same way you are treating the person you need to forgive. God will treat you the very same way that you are treating the people that you need to forgive because you must remember how you've been forgiven. And when you understand how much you have been forgiven, when you remember your faults, when you remember how you've done mistakes, then it should cause you to say, you know what, I'm at a better place. I'm not saying it's going to be easy to forgive, but you'll be in a better place to forgive what has happened to you. And then in, the, in this same story, I said there's the accuser, there is the forgiver, that is Jesus. And we must learn to be a forgiver because we have a forgiver. You must learn to be a forgiver because you have a forgiver. Come on. That's why the Bible says you are blessed to be a blessing. You are forgiven so that you may forgive. God has been good to you so that you may be good to others. You have a, for, a forgiver. So become a forgiver. And the last person we see in this story is the forgiven. You see, she knew she was aware of what had happened. She was aware of what had happened. I want to read Galatians chapter 5 verse 11. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has 
set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. The Bible says that you have been forgiven. So don't go back to doing the things that that you needed forgiveness for. God has forgiven you. God has cleaned your sins. God has made sure that you can have relationship with him again. But don't go back to the things that you needed to be forgiven for. Don't go back to repeating the same mistakes. And I want to say this, um, that the best way to apologize is not through words. If you have done something Because even in this message, I want to say, let us not just say, let us not make this a self-centered message. Let us remember that you have also hurt people. Also remember that as I'm speaking this message, that you are guilty. You have done things that have hurt people. You have done things that have haunted people. You have done things that have brought brokenness in people's lives. So understand that, hey, you have been forgiven. You are a forgiven person. But don't go back to living the same way. Don't go back to speaking the same way. Don't go back to having the same behaviors and attitudes. Change. The best way to say I'm sorry is to change your behavior. And the Bible calls that repentance. Change. Can someone say change? Type change wherever you're at. Change, change, change. That is the best way to for ask for forgiveness. That is the best apology. The book of Psalms chapter 103 verse 3. It says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my innermost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not His benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Again, I want to ask you. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord because He's so good. Praise the Lord because He is a forgiver. Praise the Lord because He is a forgiver. Praise the Lord. Oh, how much He has forgiven you. Praise the Lord. Because of how good he is. That is the center of our beliefs. belief. It is uh, forgiveness and, lo- and love. Forgiveness and love. As a believer, as a Christian, forgiveness is what we are all about. Forgiveness is why we lift our hands and we cry in church. Forgiveness is why we go on our knees because he is a forgiver. He didn't hold it against us. But now God calls you to be like him. And I know it is hard. This is why the message that I'm preaching to you now is called... Um, are you struggling to forgive? Because I want you to know that forgiveness is a struggle. Forgiveness is not something that happens overnight. Forgiveness is not something that you just wake up and say, okay, I forgive. Oh, just because you heard this podcast, you're going to forgive. No, this is why this message again is called, are you struggling to forgive? Because listen to me, forgiveness is a struggle. So I want to encourage you right now to let you know, if you are struggling to forgive, good. Because that means you are on the journey of forgiveness. If you are struggling to forgive good because you are on the journey of forgiveness you are relaxed sometimes you can tell yourself that you're going to be relaxed in a grudge when you've stopped struggling is because you have a grudge i have a grudge i don't care about that person anymore i'm gonna cancel that person i'm gonna cut them off i'm gonna just take them out of my life i'm gonna block them i don't care about them then you see you don't have to struggle anymore you're all good you can smile and say life is good but look are you struggling to forgive If you are in a struggle, it means that you're on the journey of forgiveness. And what I want to tell you is keep struggling. Keep struggling. It's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be easy. I know it's painful. I know when you think about it, it hurts you. But stay on the struggle of forgiveness and ask God for strength. Pray the prayers I asked you to pray. Remember that there is a forgiver. Remember that God has forgiven you. Remember that you're not called to be an accuser. But remember that you are forgiven. But now that you are forgiven, God calls you to forgive. God calls you to forgive. I know it's a struggle. I know it's a struggle. I know it's a struggle. But are you struggling to forgive? Are you struggling to forgive? 
it means that you are on the right path. Keep struggling. I want to tell you the struggle continues. For some of you listening to me, the struggle continues. Come on. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And it, for some of you, it's going to take longer than others. But I know it's hard. But let the struggle continue. Let the struggle continue and keep trusting in God that you will get to a point where you have fully forgiven. Let the struggle continue. Let Pray to God and say, may you get to a point that when you see the person that you would truly be okay. May the struggle continue. When you think about what has happened in the past that you would truly look at it and say, I am okay. I have forgiven that. May the struggle continue 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 on your struggle to forgive do not quit go on the journey ask God for strength because what forgiveness is listen to me we're going to pray right now what forgiveness is is giving we often think that if you can often think that if you are forgiving you are being robbed something is being taken from you but forgiveness is truly you are giving yourself freedom when you forgive you are giving yourself freedom from what has happened you are giving yourself strength and you're giving yourself a new start from what has happened but when you hold into the grudge you are giving yourself prison you, you are giving yourself prison now please don't believe the lie that when you forgive something is being taken away from you no you are giving yourself freedom but you're also giving the person grace grace that they don't deserve they don't deserve it forgiveness is not saying that that thing that happened is fine forgiveness is not even saying that you're okay with what has happened but forgiveness is saying i am setting myself free from what has happened and i'm also setting you free because i know god has set me free god has set me free so i'm gonna set you free even though you don't deserve it you don't deserve the forgiveness but i'm going to give you grace now what i want to do in my heart i feel i need to to give each of us a task i want to challenge you practically hey for some of you you need to go to someone and ask for forgiveness you know that you've done something wrong you know that you've hurt someone i want to ask you to go to someone and ask for forgiveness if you've hurt someone but number two what i want to do is i want you to ask for forgiveness if you've know if you know ask for forgiveness if you know you've hurt someone but number two i want you to if there's someone if you can if you if you can if you can go to someone who's hurt you and tell them that you've forgiven them they may have forgotten about what has happened but go to them and tell them that you have forgiven them i know that it's hard but let us go and let us commit to the struggle of forgiveness are you struggling to forgive that is good. Let the struggle continue. I want to pray for all of us today because even I know I need to go on this journey. Let us pray. God, I come before you. I pray, help us to forgive. Help us to be like you. I pray, my God, may we not be like the accuser. May we not believe the lies of the enemy about us, but may we also not be like the enemy to others. I pray, my God, may we be more like you. This is so difficult. This is so hard for us, but God, you can give us strength and you can give us grace. Father, we lift up our pain. We lift up our unforgiveness. We lift up our struggle to you. Help us to continue on the struggle in the name of Jesus we pray we all said amen so that was the end or that is the end of the uh, episode are you struggling to forgive hey let the struggle continue um, forgiveness is not something that happens in one day I'm not saying just even after just listening to this podcast that you will be prepared and fully ready to forgive but forgiveness is a struggle so if you are struggling to forgive know that there's nothing wrong with you know that there's nothing wrong with your heart there's nothing wrong with your emotions naturally forgiveness is a struggle so if you know anyone who could also benefit from this message who it would bless please send it to them um uh so that more people can be blessed by it but otherwise if you are listening on youtube on instagram live on apple Podcasts, spotify or google podcast thank you so much for joining us today we're going to be doing the same thing again next sunday i pray this was a blessing so uh that was the jay makopa podcast with love, signing out. 
Thank you so much for listening to the JMO Copper podcast. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review and also share it with all your loved ones and even the haters. <laughs> okay, take care, guys.